Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Booking Wenceslas went out on the feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about deep and crisp and even. Now just to clear something up, uh, Wenceslas was a Bohemian king who lived in the 900s AD. So he has nothing to do with Stephen from the Bible. The reason you hear this song at Christmas is because it tells a story about King Wenceslas on the second day of Christmas, uh, or December 26th, also known as the Feast of Stephen. While most of his subjects are at home in their beds after having drunk and feasted the night before, the king, of all people, goes out to do some good, to give alms to a poor subject. And the king has a page or a servant with him. In the song, the king's page is about to give up the struggle against the cold and the snow and the darkness. But he's unable to keep on because the king tells him to follow him, to follow in his footprints in the snow. And this is what makes the, the carol so enduring. Uh, usually, the servant would go first to make the way safe for the king. But here, the king goes first to protect the servant. And so that's what they do, step by step until they reach their destination. Let me read you a few more lines. Sire, the night is darker now, and the wind blows stronger. Fails my heart, I know not how, I can go no longer. Mark my footsteps, good my page, tread thou in them boldly. Thou shalt find the winter's rage, freeze thy blood less coldly. In his master's step he trod, where the snow lay dinted. Heat was in the very sod which the saint had printed. Therefore, Christian men, be sure, wealth or rank possessing. Ye who now will bless the poor, shall yourselves find blessing. Now, although this song has nothing to do with St. Stephen, it does form a nice parallel. For Stephen is the page or the servant of the Lord, who on his own would give up the struggle against persecution. But he's enabled to keep on because the king tells him to follow in his footprints. Now, these footprints might not be what you expect. This is not the same thing as the viral uh, poem from the 1980s about footprints in the sand. Uh, this is going to end very differently. Now let me back up. Who was St. Stephen? Stephen, as we uh, heard about him in Acts, was one of seven men called to be deacons in the early church after Pentecost. Deacon, deacons were originally there to, to help uh, distribute charitable aid to the widows in Jerusalem. And we still have them today, although here in our church we use the term elders. Uh, so the, the, the office of elders in our congregation, uh, they have the same vocation as Stephen, to look after the well-being of the church, of the congregation, both uh, physically, financially, and spiritually. Stephen, Luke tells us in Acts, was full of grace and power. And he was doing great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. At least the first generation of disciples after Jesus was given the ability to do miracles. And not only the pastors, not only the, uh, those trained as clergy, but, but even laymen. 
these, these deacons. And more than that, the way that the early church literature, including the book of Acts, uh, records their lives, is that the lives of Christians mirror that of Christ in almost every way. For instance, Jesus appeared before the Sanhedrin. Stephen appeared before the Sanhedrin. Jesus was accused of blasphemy. Stephen is accused of blasphemy. Jesus was accused of, of standing against the laws of Moses and contradicting them. Stephen is accused of the same. Both speak on the destruction of the temple. For both Stephen and Jesus, both were guiltless. And so the only way for accusations to be brought against them was by false witnesses. In both, case, in both cases, these false witnesses stir up the crowd, both blamelessly and boldly face their accusers. Both were found guilty, even though both were entirely innocent. Both were martyred outside the city. Both forgave the sins of their persecutors and prayed for them even as they were dying. And finally, Stephen's final words were the same as that of Jesus. Lord, receive my spirit. To walk in Jesus' footprints doesn't just mean to follow most of his teachings most of the time. It means to literally follow in the path. As Jesus himself said, take up your cross and follow me. Now, of course, that, that doesn't mean it's easy. The page of King Wenceslas, given the option of either staying warm and cozy at, at home by the fire, or walking in the footprints of the king, would probably rather have stayed home. And so too for us. Though Jesus first walks the path, though Jesus first treads the, the path, the footprints of Jesus are still difficult. A cross is still a cross. It, it might not mean martyrdom for us, but it also might. It could be anything that forces us to choose between God's word and our comfort, or even our own life. And the fact that we get this uh, account right after Christmas, literally the next day, seems like a really odd and, and even uncomfortable uh, contrast. I mean, why, after the joy of Christmas, why do we talk about the martyrdom, the death of Stephen? You know, even we would probably rather stay comfortable with the lessons we know and love, something inoffensive, something nice, uh, or maybe just forget the lessons entirely. Let's just do a, a Christmas carol sing-along. But the truth is, and we know this, even if we try to deny it, that life is most often never nice nor inoffensive. The world hated Jesus from the moment he was born, in fact, from before he was born, and so it will hate you also. You may lose things in this life. The more you follow in the path of Christ, like Stephen, the more trouble you may have. And not anything in the world, not all the presents in the world, not any amount of eggnog, uh, nor any amount of singing Santa Baby or saying warm by the fire can do a thing to soothe our troubled hearts. But this is the very reason Christ 
was born. He didn't just come to die. He came to be our brother, to walk with us in the snow, king serving the page, king serving the servant. Christ even said, I, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Christ was born to be with you and me along the way. The way is difficult. It's dark. It's cold. The winds of persecution blow hard. Our hearts are ready to fail. But there's heat in the prince tread by our Lord. He goes first, not wanting us, the servants, to go first. He goes first, not only into death, but also is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. He is the first to rise from the dead, meaning we follow him not only to death, but also into resurrection. And this, this gives our suffering and persecution a, a new shape. It's not simply random or by chance that you suffer. But our suffering then takes the shape of a cross. Let me draw you back to the hymn that we sang for our Alleluia verse. It's probably an unfamiliar one. It probably was when you sang it, but, but I hope you paid attention to the lyrics. They're just beautiful. Verse 6 says, Although my joyful Christmas lay is mingled with my sigh, the cross shall never take away my joy and praise undying. For when my heart is most oppressed, the harp of joy is tuned the best. The better strains are ringing. The cross itself at Jesus' will must aid my soul that I may still in grief his praise be singing. Only a heart that has felt the stones of persecution can find true joy in the wounds of Christ. And so the cross itself, not, not just Jesus' cross, but my own cross, the cross I'd, I'd rather not even have, uh, even that cross must aid my soul by Jesus' will. Even my cross is good for me, so that even in my grief, I can sing praise. I can be joyful even amidst suffering and persecution. And my death, then, becomes a reflection of Christ's death that ends not even there, but in resurrection. And Stephen is stoned to death by the Jewish religious leaders. As, G as he is stoned to death by the Jewish religious leaders, he, he, he looks to heaven. And he sees Jesus in all his glory, seated at the right hand of the Father. And all those around Stephen see Stephen's face shining like that of an angel, like the face of Moses, who came down from the Mount, Mount Sinai after seeing God's face and was radiating from the reflection of God's glory. So Stephen's face is reflecting heaven like the moon reflects the sun. When Stephen dies, he becomes the first martyr of the post-ascension Pentecost Christian Church. And this is the reason we commemorate Stephen on the day after Christmas. There's one more similarity between Stephen and Jesus that I didn't mention earlier. Both had a miraculous birth. 
Christ was born in humility, the son of the Virgin Mary. Stephen's miraculous birth was at the end of his life. He was born in exaltation, a son of Mother Church, the communion of saints. Stephen, through his death, participated in Christ's birth because Stephen was born into the place by which Jesus, by his birth, gained access for us all. This is the end and goal of Christmas. Christmas brings light and truth to the thing that we fear the most, death. Through Christmas, death's dark power is completely deflated. Death is shown to be nothing else than our birth into heaven. As we go through the portal, not to be born into the dark world, but through the portal to be born into the glorious paradise of heaven. As we, as much as we look forward to Christ's birth every year, so too should we look forward to our heavenly birth. Thou Church of God, O oh, sing this morn. To us is Christ the Savior born, O oh, joy that none can sever. Alleluia, sing thou my heart. Now Christ is mine, I can depart to be with him forever. Dear Christian brethren and page, fellow servants, mark Christ's footsteps well. And like St. Stephen, Tread thou in them boldly. Persecution will still be there and will still strike. But you will reach your destination. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.